with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, my nephew Brandon uh, lives out in God's Country, Thorsby. He just Snapchatted me a picture of a uh, drift higher than his pickup truck. He's having to blow through to get Ooh. out of his uh, get, get out of his area. So the snow is blowing and drifting in a lot of those outlying areas. So keep that in mind. You probably figure it out. You come up against a drift that's bigger than your truck. You know, you hit a drift. Matt, you couldn't get one of your vehicles into the garage last yesterday. Both, actually. Both. Both. My all-wheel drive Nissan, uh, Nissan Murano. Yeah. It's a platinum. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> My wife couldn't get it in the driveway. She was so slick. And it's not like I live on a big incline. And it's a short driveway. Right. But it's just like, Ooh. Yeah, that's true. But you can't take a run at it, really. Okay, no, you can't. You, we got to turn right into it. Yeah. So. yeah. Did you guys and just then, park on the street? Yeah. And then... Yeah. I couldn't get the little Corolla in it either. So we waited until the snow hit the ground, and then I put them in. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I was telling Jack this story. Matt, you weren't actually uh, here when uh, when I was telling her the story, so you, this is the first time you've heard it. But uh, yesterday on my way home, I was uh, about to pull into my yard, and I, I went by the neighbor's house, and my neighbor, again, on the one side, it's a, a Buddhist monastery, and uh, Yubazin, the monk, lives there. And Yubazin is outside, and he's walking towards the other neighbor's house with another guy. They're trying to walk, and and Yubazin is dressed like a monk would be dressed. Still monking it. Got his snow boots on though, and but I mean they're slip sliding away trying to oh, get there. Yeah. It's so slippery, right? So I back up and I go, "Hey guys, well, you know what's going on?" And uh, and uh, Yubazin's actually his English is coming uh, coming pretty good. You know, he he says to the other guy, he says, "This is my other neighbor." And I said, "What's going on?" And he said, "I slipped off off the driveway." And so could you help us? Maybe we need maybe one more person to push. And then we got there and uh, I'm thinking, so. <laughs> this picture. <laughs> I'm telling you, if there would have been a video of this. I wish there was. So you the, imagine somebody driving by. Is that a, the, is that a monk <laughs> pushing somebody out of the ditch? That's exactly what's happening. So, so we get the fellow that owns the vehicle. I, first he thinks he could just put it into gear and then we can all push. You know, just without anybody inside it. Or are you t- you're just going to slam it into drive <laughs> yeah. and, then, and get in it like a bobsled? <laughs> exactly. So I said, no, let's not do that. Yeah. You get in it and Yubazin and I will try to push. And so <laughs> I would put Yubazin in the driver's seat. I don't think Yubazin's a driver. That's true. No. I don't think, I don't Does think. it matter at that point? Well, the, <laughs> the guy was going to have no driver. <laughs> So, so we, so we try to push. We can't push. So then we phone neighbor Neil. I could not find my tow rope. So then we get neighbor neighbor Neil over there, and then I get in the vehicle, and uh, then we pull it out, and uh, and it all is good. And Yubazin was very happy. But it, the the thought of, of videoing that, like, would that not have been the best Instagram story if you and a monk were trying to push out a vehicle together? Like, well, where was your phone? You could have created this. <laughs> Three rednecks and a monk walk into a snowy ditch. I know. There is so many jokes here. <laughs> anyway, we got him out, and I think... Uh, Karma will now be good to you. Apparently, that's the thing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is a good thing. Yeah. You do good acts. Yeah, you get reincarnated. You're not. You're no longer a cockroach, Chris. You're like a, <laughs> you're a house cat. A beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Well, we're going to go for full early 90s Christian radio, and we're going to talk about the slang the kids have. Okay. All right. All right. I feel like we actually should be educated on this, though. Yeah. We're going to have no idea what our kids are saying to us, Matt. Oh, I think I'll, you know. Oh, yeah. Your hip. Sorry. <laughs> okay, At some lay it point, on us. every dad, doesn't matter if it's me or anybody else yeah. or mom, yeah. 
We all become losers. It's going over your head. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to test you guys. All right. Because right, you guys are pretty hip and with it. Speaking so. of losers. Yes. I know most of these. Let's see if you guys know any of them. All right. Okay. So your first slang term is S-K-S-K-S-K-S-K. That gets typed in the chat between some, I don't know what these people are called these days, young generation. Yeah. What are they trying to say? They're like, they're saying Yeah. They're saying like that person's mean. They're like that's like snake fire. <laughs> you're warm. <laughs> you said something about snake. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like it's, you're so excited that like you're so hyped you can barely manage words. Just like oh. a snake kissing. Okay, so if I'm super excited about something, I should just write S K S K S K. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Right. How about this one? <laughs> Do you know what go off means? Go off. Yeah. Like somebody when you just lose it on somebody. They just want to be alone. No, it's like go off, like go off, son. Like you're going a little crazy. It can be good or bad. Like you can rage or you can go happy. Okay, Chris is closer. Okay. Mm, do you know what a simp is? Oh, I have heard this before. Well, I'll let you do it because I have no idea. They're like crushing on you. Is that right? E- <laughs> kind of, Chris. They're catching feelings. A simp? Yeah. Nah, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> you it's, and I it's, are it's, simps. Oh. You, me and you? Yeah. So well, one of younger days. Probably the, 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 you know, the, the person in your, your friend group that's not as bright as the rest. Simple people. Uh, the term is often directed at men who fought over women obsessively, although their chances <laughs> with those women appear to be very low. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how would you use that in a sentence? Like, he's just a simp? Oh, yeah. Like, this oh. guy's crushing on me. He's a simp. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. A couple more. Yeah. Uh, what is uh, mutuals? <laughs> well, there's something you buy and then you put in. No, all right, old man. <laughs> We're talking about your money. All right. Uh, you've admitted to each other that you both like each other. Uh, no, when you exchange <laughs> mutuals is when you exchange your social media accounts. Oh, okay. Oh. And you follow each other back. That's mutuals. All right. Uh, what well, do you know what a mukbang is? <laughs> Are we allowed to say on the radio? <laughs> well, I'll just color it up. <laughs> a mukbang? Yeah. I. Like what? What would no. a mukbang be? You take a guess. It's, um, it's a party. Kind of. Yeah. I'm out. I have no idea. <laughs> a mukbang is a Korean word for like uh, watching somebody eat, <laughs> and they're very popular these days with the kids. So you'll watch somebody just eat a meal, like online. Yeah, it's like this is big in Korea. It started in Korea, South Korea. Yeah, where somebody would just like eat a big meal. They'd have a mukbang, and you'd watch them eat. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you have a complex. I do. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, here we go. It's quick draw time. This is so much fun. Again, it's a best of five. The first one that gets three right is going to go in the draw for 250 bucks. We make that draw at the end of the week. We've got Leslie and Connie on the line. How are you guys doing today? Great. Good. Good. Either of you guys been outside yet? No. Nope. No. Okay, good. Yeah, keep it that way. <laughs> it's one of those days. But anyway, whatever. You know what? 250 bucks would certainly help. Um, and again, we're just going to get the, uh, the questions. You just scream out your answers, and uh, Jack and Matt are the judges. How hard can it be? These yeah. two don't sound exactly alike, do no. they? No. Uh, they do. All right, here we go. <laughs> Something you see in a park that starts with a J. Jingle jump. What? Yes. Connie? Yep. You're in. What was that? Jungle gym. 
Okay. I said, it, I was like, who's Jiggle Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to parks? That's actually my nickname. All right. <laughs> you don't want to meet him. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, a color that starts with a letter E. Ebony. Yes. Sure. All right. Is that Connie again? Leslie. 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 Sorry about that. I was thinking evergreen. Would that have worked? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. okay, crayon that's man. A little simpler. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jiggle Jim. Next question. <laughs> Something with a tail that starts with a letter O. Otter. That's Leslie. They do have. They do have tails. Okay. okay, that makes sense. All right, Leslie's ahead two one. You've got to stop her here, Connie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. A crime that starts with a letter D. Drunk driving. <sighs> Definitely a crime. Was that Leslie? <laughs> Yes. She's got it. Yay! Three points for Leslie. Congratulations. Connie, she was unbeatable. Honestly. Yeah. She, yeah. Was, she was fast. I yeah, I don't know if anybody would have beat her today. Uh, good luck to Leslie. And uh, Connie, you just keep playing, all right? Okay. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. It starts getting warm in April. This is completely my idea. I want to do... Way to own it. You know what I've always wondered? I've always wondered... The Kissing Country listeners, what is their favorite salad? What's a great salad? The greatest salad of all time. Yeah. What do you put on uh, Salad Rushmore? Yeah, I can tell you. Salad bar? I could live at a salad bar. Oh, I have lived too. at a salad bar. It's like literally my favorite place. Jack and Chris's experience at the salad bar are two different things. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> when Jack goes to the salad bar, she puts like two pieces of lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a cherry tomato and a red no, no. onion. No, gross. No. <laughs> All the bacon bits, croutons, and ranch. And Chris is just like, she gets the Thousand Island hose. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Thousand Island's gross. But Matt, I, you don't know anything about us. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. But I do. I just, uh, Matt, I could just go to the salad bar. Like sometimes when you go to those places where they weigh your salad and then you got to pay. Oh, that's, oh, that's bad. The worst. That is the worst. That's hell, actually. That's what hell. <laughs> that's what hell's going to be. All there's going to be is a salad bar and you got to pay for hey, your weight. Take something off. <laughs> but everything's covered in ranch. <laughs> we got you now. I'll be like, that's true. Dang you, Satan. Oh, you got me this time. Satan. <laughs> All right. What's the, what's the salads we got? All right. So the well, sa- salads we got. You got to explain what we're doing. Yeah. Salad bracket. There you go. We, got, we have to go down to four salads. It's not easy to pick just four, but I think we okay. got the best four. Okay. So we're going to go. What are our four salads? Caesar salad. All right. Yeah. A chef salad. Yeah. What's on the chef salad? Everything, pretty much. Yeah, like usually ham. Yeah. Right. Ham, Are you putting cheese, egg on this? Like, yeah, there's usually an egg, but it's pickable. Like you can take it off. Yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah. Croutons. Okay. Everything. Oh, the egg is the best. Yeah. Okay. Ew, go ahead. Uh huh. Greek salad. Oh, I love Greek salad. And pasta salad. I mean, not really salad, <laughs> but it's on the list. <laughs> We it could is. put macaroni and potato in there too, couldn't we? <laughs> no, don't do macaroni it. Macaroni is best. We have salad. one right in non lettuce based salad. So. Yeah, yeah, just for like representation. Okay, <laughs> all right, just just for for me is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Captain, pass the salad over there. <laughs> okay, let's go. What do you? Okay, right. so two. We're gonna put so, two against two, two against two, and then two against two, and then there'll, there'll be a final. All that's right. how the bracket works. Go right now. It's Caesar salad versus chef salad. Oh. This is a tough one. You know, it's very dressing dependent. I love a Caesar salad, man. Caesar salad is the the king of salads, you'd think, right? Yeah, yeah. You You go to every restaurant, they do a Caesar salad. All right. And it's always good. Okay. What is your vote? Caesar or 
Well, yeah. On the other hand, though, like a chef's salad, oh, Matt, no, just don't do this. <laughs> no, you got to you got to think about it. We got no time. Let them think about it. It doesn't really matter what we think. Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. You can also text us at one zero three nine three nine. Chef salad or Caesar salad? It's the salad bracket this morning. Kissing Country, Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're trying to find out what is your favorite salad, Kissing Country listeners. Uh, again, we just finished in the salad bracket, putting a Caesar salad up against the chef salad, and the winner. By a lot was the Caesar salad. You know, I'm a huge chef salad fan, but again, at the end of the day, Caesar is just, it's just, it's, it's premium always salad. there. Yeah. Yeah. If you come with the king, you best not miss. Yeah. Yeah. I would, well, we'll see where, where things go from here. I, I would be shocked if Caesar doesn't win the whole thing, but we got to have another two go head to head. And those two would be Greek salad versus pasta or macaroni salad. Greek all the way. Greek salad is Probably my favorite salad. You get tons of vegetables. You get the salty feta. I love yeah. feta cheese. You get that vinaigrette dressing. Oh, but no olives. No olives. Blech. Love olives. Love uh, olives. You so, would. Hey, Costco, I'm going to put you on blast. I love your Greek salad, but quit putting pitted olives in. I just like, you forget about the olive in there, and you're like, Wah! and then you bite <laughs> on a pit. The worst. Okay. But pasta's pasta. Pasta, oh, so pasta salad all the way for me. I love pasta salad. I had some pasta salad last night, as a matter of fact. If it's mayonnaise-based, it can go... No, no, yeah. Isn't it always mayonnaise-based? No, it oh, could no, be. sometimes oil. Yeah, yeah. The the Big Valley Buffet pasta salad, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one I really have. <laughs> That's what you miss most about not having BBJ, right? <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We gotta talk salad Can't bracket. stop, won't stop. Because we're talking about salads right now. We want to find out what your favorite salad is, Kiss and Country listeners. The first bracket was Caesar against Chef. Caesar won by a mile. Mm-hmm. The second was Greek versus Pasta. And the winner of the second bracket was... And it was close, but by a piece of feta, Greek. Really? Yeah. Greek took it, did but you, not by much. Did you count my vote for Pasta? Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a vote. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't care about us. We only care about the listeners. Exactly. That means it's Greek against Caesar. The two, Ooh, like the two, the two best salads, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to beat Caesar, but I still think Greek has a show. All I right. do love this text we got. I don't know what kind of radio show this is, having a salad bracket, <laughs> but it's awesome and hilarious. I love it, and I just felt compelled to participate. All right. They've got Caesar on their vote, by the way. <laughs> okay, there you go. What do you think? Uh, the problem is that Caesar's everywhere. You can have a Caesar anytime you want. There's good Caesar mix. You just slap it on some lettuce and off you oh, go. Oh, there's different levels of Caesar mix yeah. for sure. Of course. But what is your vote? Text us now at 103939. You've only got this three-minute song to vote. Is it Caesar or is it Greek? What is the best salad in the world in your mind? This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Your favorite salad. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, we've had the... Uh, Top four salads there. There's people texting and saying, hey, what about the garden salad? What about this salad? What about that salad? It was hard to get down to four, but we had Caesar, Chef, uh, Greek, and Pasta. That's right. And the final was against uh, Greek and Caesar, and your winner by a mile? I'd say so. Yeah. Caesar salad. Yeah. Yeah, it's the classic. The it's king. the go-to, right? Shout out to a lot of uh, write-in votes, Ambrosia. I like an ambrosia salad, maybe a little tabbouleh salad. Isn't that the marshmallow one? Possibly. Well, you like it. Do you know what's in it? <laughs> no, I'm just giving a shout out to it. Oh. I like a marshmallow salad? Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. That's so. not it. Really? Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Quickly, we got to talk about a picture I saw. Some woman made a shrimp. Mm, yes. A shrimp jello gluten dish with olives around it. And this is real life. And it had some tomato soup in it, too. Yeah. Tomato soup was the jello base. Is that a salad? Did she want to barf? <laughs> Why would she have made that? I don't know. Lots of savory things together. I don't know. I mean, it, mu- it wouldn't just be a one-off. It must have been popular at one point. So she's like, I'm going to make this. People like it. I guess. Oof. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's no Caesar salad. Yeah. And that is your winner. The best. So now have you a Caesar can, salad tonight. You can go to work and tell everybody, the Kiss and Country listeners in all of the Edmonton area, say Caesar salad is the best. Thanks for all your votes. This is the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Speaking of traffic, Jack. Yeah. Yes. I survived the traffic yesterday. Yesterday was an exciting day of, from a traffic perspective. And what happened to you? Um, well, I noticed in my Jeep that there was the smell of burning rubber. Hmm. And I was like, wow, my wheels are working overtime. <laughs> Thank goodness I have this safe Jeep. And then this morning, I also noticed that the same smelling, burning smell of rubber was in there too. And I was like, okay. I haven't driven anywhere. This is weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The, the wheels should be cooled off. Yeah, yeah, because it sat in there the garage no overnight. There no burning in this but, weather. But, it's a, <laughs> but it's, it was a smell that stayed overnight. Yes. All right. And even the girls got in the car this morning. They were like, what is that smell? <laughs> and at first, we had a toy from McDonald's. So I was like, oh, maybe it's the toy. It was not the toy. Right. And I looked, and down near my <laughs> left leg is a little red button. And I was like, oh, that's still on. <laughs> And I realized that I had been driving with my parking brake on. (laughs) First off, how does this modern vehicle not warn you? Where was my warning? Every other time I've done this on all my other vehicles, there's always a warning. Hey, you got the park brake on. Without a doubt, I'm sure if you looked forward near your odometer, there would be a big red P. There must have been something. Oh. Well, okay. It's a new Jeep, which is probably not good, but I'm not that familiar with it. Well, it was new until you drove with the parking brake. Yes, and I would just like to tell you that the parking brake is so easy to turn on that you forget to turn it off. It's just, (laughs) it seems like it's so hard in all my other vehicles to drive with the park brake, not this one, until the smell comes and you're like, oh, something is wrong. So... That's just a warning. Just be careful. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> and I asked, when did you, when yes. were you using your park brake? And, and so I had put it on because I'm helping my neighbor and I had to park in his driveway. So yeah. it was very icy. So I parked and yeah. then I put my park brake on. And I thought that's what you do. If it's a slope and it's icy, put your park brake on for extra assurance. And I don't think that would help. Like if it's icy, your wheels, it, 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 that's not going to give you extra traction with your wheels. But, it, you know, I, I guess I just Googled, when should you use your parking brake? And and the answer on the internet was always, always use your every time oh. every time you park. And I'm like, is, this, uh, is it because of failure of your normal brakes? Well, but your but your brakes aren't on, right, Matt? Like your brakes aren't on when you park. It's not your brakes; it's your transmission. Like if you've got an automatic oh, transmission, okay, so your you're wheels are transmission. Technically, your wheels are locked. The only time, and I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but the only time I ever use my emergency brake is when I'm maybe I've got uh, the the car up and I'm doing an oil change and I've got it on you know I got it on some ramps or maybe I've uh, I'm oh, changing even your automatic I'm changing you a tire oh I like no so. no standard you have to yeah. like a, 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 a standard you would have to absolutely put your use your park brake lots but I'm just talking automatics never use my park brake are you telling me if it was like it's slippery outside if you slap on it, your car into park, and yeah. you put in the park brake, and I get a couple of strong fellers. We could just push that car no matter what, oh, right? Oh, absolutely! You could push it wherever you wanted. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the 
it doesn't. I just oh. thought it was like an extra measure of like, okay, I'm not going to slide down, but I'm for sure not going to slide down now. I yeah. got the. I'm going to tell my wife because every time we hit a slope and there's a fluff of snow, she's like, put on the bark brake. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's a All mystery. Right. Am I the only one that never uses my park brake? Or are you, or is Jack the only one that uh, uses it too much? <laughs> never. <laughs> Just don't take it off. How far do you think you drove with it on? Only a, like a block. Oh, okay. But enough to get her smoke. Enough to really get that smell. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, talking about parking brakes, if you're just tuning in, Jack, uh, she left hers on just for a short amount of time, but yeah. she can smell the burning. And uh, so we got talking about parking brakes and, uh, you know, do you use them or not? And uh, should you use them or not? And, and you guys were laughing at me for using it on a slope, but apparently I was right. This mm-hmm. text says there's a little pin inside your transmission that holds your vehicle. If the pin fails, there's nothing holding your vehicle. That's why I use the e-brake. Okay. I picture it as like a tiny little itty-bitty bobby pin, yep. but I'm sure it's like <laughs> something substantial. And that tiny pin is expensive. They said when parking on a steep grade, you should always use it. You can snap the pin in your transmission, and it ends up being a $3,500 fix. I was today years old before I even contemplated that. But I would be like you, Jack. If I started using my parking brake, I would forget to take it off for yeah. sure. For and sure. the yeah. difference is Jack would go a block. Yeah. Chris would go. He'd be halfway to Disneyland. He'd be like Utah. And he'd be like, boy, oh boy, anybody get that smell? Try to outrun that smell. It's so hard. It is smoky <laughs> Just in keeps here. keeps following us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, there you go. Um, there's a lot of text about... Uh, yeah, if you're about, on a slope with ice, you should be using your park brake. You know, like you go through that in driver training. You're like, okay, oh, parking yeah. brake, turn you your wheels. Turn your wheels towards and, the curb you, or you know, behind, yeah. They never give you the theory behind it, right? They, well, now there's a I theory. Know. Well, oh, that, the, the wheel theory. I think they I do. I just don't think we recall Well, it. I understand why like the wheels, okay, if you're downhill, you want to go away from traffic and vice versa if you're You want to go against the curb. Yeah, right? exactly. But, but like the whole pin thing... Yeah. My eyes have been opened. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Are you going to become a... Uh... Hard no. <laughs> You're taking your chances with the pin. <laughs> I'm uh, My pin's strong. <laughs> On that Corolla? Everything's rusty. I probably should throw it into <laughs> This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Matt's been razzing me, shockingly. Mm-hmm. Never heard it before, but he hammers me about my weekend lifestyle. Again, we uh, get up. <laughs> Make it sound so, like, rebellious. <laughs> he's, yeah, like, he's not a part of the lifestyle, Ooh. all right? <laughs> my weekend lifestyle. Okay, yeah, Monday to Friday, get up uh, early, do this little job, and uh, then Matt teases me that I go for my naps and do all my stuff. But what time anyway. do you get up? What's that? What time are you up? I, what time are you to bed? You know what? I Well, I don't know. Today I was up... Uh, what the, today I got up extra early, so it was it was about quarter after four I got up. I don't know. Okay. Kind of. And what time are you usually I'm going to bed? I'm out of the house. Quarter after four, I'm out of the house at four, okay. 420. Here's the thing. Before we get to bedtimes, <laughs> yeah. we have to understand, like, Chris, for one, does have long naps in the afternoon. You know, you get the lifestyle that affords it. Yeah. Sure, you do you. Kids are old. Yeah. Only you and your wife in the house. You have that eight-hour nap. All right. <laughs> you, you live, you're nocturnal. Yeah. The problem is, is... You, this is your whole family, and the problem with your whole family is when Friday Friday rolls around, yeah, uh, they see the clock and they throw it out the door. <laughs> On the reg, yeah, I bet you Chris's family, from what I've heard, yeah, doesn't go to bed earlier than four o'clock in the morning. Come on, not four. Oh, no, sorry. but they're average about two thirty, I'd say. Yeah, that's probably true. Which yeah. is why are you working morning radio? <laughs> 
I want you to keep working more radio, please. Yeah. But I, I remember I remember Bruce Bowie, who did this mm-hmm. job for many, many years, and on this radio station, a very good job of it. Um, he would say that uh, he went to bed at 8.30 every day during the week, and on the weekends, he went to bed at 8.30 as well. Really? Yeah, he the, kept it? On the weekends, yeah. Robin Adair, who worked at Country 105, yes. just finished, uh, just retired in the, the last while. Same thing. She said weekends, same thing. She'd go to bed the exact same time. So the question is, the Chris is he do, the thing is he comes in Monday Tuesday he's like, "Full car, he's on dragging a little bit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you were up till three o'clock in the morning. It's like Sunday doing, nights must be. It's tough. like doing weekend shift work, right? Yeah, and okay. I understand you want to enjoy your weekend, spend time with the family, the time 100%. you can't spend during the week. Hundred percent. I get that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So am I the only one that uh, when the weekend comes or your days off, you completely turn your body clock clock backwards? Flip it over. You were yeah. you were basically your body is in a yeah. constant state of shock. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you stay up pretty late on the weekends. Yeah, I I don't throw it completely out the window. And Fridays are tough. I mean, anyone that's worked early mornings on that Friday night, it's tough. But yeah, usually Friday, Saturday nights, I'm staying up till at least eleven or twelve. Hmm. Yeah, okay. and then usually weekdays, I'm in bed nine thirty ish. Yeah, and Matt goes to bed when he puts his kids to bed at seven. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you do. No, I need. I like my personal time. So, like when they go to bed, that's my two hours. I usually go to bed around say ten o'clock on during the, the week. And during on the, the week. week on the weekend. Weekend eleven. N- that's a lie. No, no. I am calling you at eleven o'clock on Friday. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> I dare you. I'm like, what's Jack calling me eleven? I think somebody died. <laughs> But the, but the problem is, yes, my kids do get up early. Yeah. But my kids yeah. are up That's at six thirty, right? That's, That's fair. If I would, I still, if I didn't have kids and I worked this this job and the schedule, I still couldn't stay up past two o'clock. Yeah. All right. What about you? Do you switch your whole schedule around on the weekends or whenever you have days off compared to when you work? Seven eight zero four two one one zero three nine. You can also text us at one zero three nine three nine. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, we're talking about, uh, yeah, switching up your sleep schedule. Do this different schedule from uh, during the week than you have on the weekends, which is certainly something that I live. And uh, we're looking for your uh, opinion on it and uh, your experiences, yes. This text says, I go to bed way earlier on the weekend because of my kids' hockey. <laughs> yes. Makes sense. How, much, like, how early do you have to get up for hockey? Oh, honestly? my God. I remember when Carter was a little boy. Uh, we, we had hockey at seven and so you'd got to, you know, you would get up at six or whatever. And I, I remember I was trying to wake him up. He was crying. I was crying. We were both. Oh, crying. <laughs> that sounds Karen's, like fun. Karen's the lying rink. there like a cinnamon bun all it, toasty. It, it, get to the rink. It's like 30 below and you're just like, what are we doing here? But anyway, then I'd kill for those days now, ironically. Yes. Christy texts in and says, I go to bed around 11 or 12 during the week, but on Fridays and Saturdays, I'm in bed around one or two. Okay. Just like a couple hours later. All right. This text says, you're not alone, Chris. My husband and I work six days on, one day off, 12 hour days. We are in bed by 9 p.m. and up at 4.30, but come our day off, we're up till midnight and sleep till 10 or 11. I can spot the people without kids. Yeah. (laughs) There's one. Oh, there's one. There's one. All right. What about you, Jay? I wanted to chime in on the whole uh, changing up the sleep schedule conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to uh, work on the Hope Mission Rescue Van, did uh, did 12-hour night shift. Good for you. And uh, had three kids under the age of uh, four at home. And uh, so I, we worked four on, four off. And so I'd pull four 12-hour night shifts, and then I'd stay up all day after my fourth one and 
put my body back on the day shift schedule so I can spend time with the family and help out at home, spend time with the kids. And wow. then on my fourth day off, I'm uh, staying up all night and sleeping during the day so I can get my body back on track. Oh, geez. And this is like people, they have to do it for work. And I understand that. Thank you for what you do. But they're like, I eat healthy. I don't have that many vices, <laughs> but I still feel like trash. What's wrong? <laughs> This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Talking about adjusting your sleep schedule just for fun or maybe because you have to. And DJ says, I fall asleep faithfully at 8 p.m. no matter what night of the week it is. Okay. Agnes says, my sleep schedule, non-existent all week long. Some nights I'm in bed at 10, which is early for me. Others, midnight. Doesn't matter if it's the weekend or weekday. The only difference is weekends, I can actually sleep in until 8 or 9. Weekdays, I'm up at 7. Remember those carefree days in high school? Oh, Man, yes. like it's 11.30, midnight, and you're like, I still got another hour. You go to school, you fall asleep on your desk. For- <laughs> <laughs> we did not know how good we had it. No, that's right. I didn't know you fell asleep at school. Matt, it's hard to tell. <laughs> All right, then. You, as a fellow school sleeper, I bet you you weren't no stranger to that either. You got that right. Even in a classroom of six. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Thomas Red on Kissing Country. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.